Hello and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Wheel Talk podcast brought to you by Escape Collective. My name is Abby Mickey and I chatted with Emma Norsgaard ahead of Itzulia Women after La Vuelta Femenina to see how she was doing with her return to racing after breaking her collarbone at Strada Bianchi. We talked about her goals for the rest of the season and that stage of La Vuelta. So I wanted to give it to you guys as a special feature before Itzulia Women happens this weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Wheel Talk podcast, and we will be back next week for our usual episode with Lauren and I discussing everything that happens at Itzulia. Check out escapedcollective.com for all of your racing content. There's a ton of great stuff going on over there. I've got a piece on how excited I am for the Tour de France Femme of Zwift coming up in July, and there's a ton of Giro coverage, so lot to look at a lot of tech great stuff going on thank you so much for listening to this episode and here is emma norsgaard i just wanted to catch up after the vuelta because you guys obviously had a really good race i mean for you it's your first race back in strata and you managed to get second behind voss on a stage how did it feel yeah, like in general, the the whole race was just super, super nice race to be back to. And like I got into the race and it was really like, you know, it was really a feeling of teamwork we had we had going. And it's like, of course, we also had this last year with Anamik in, in the Tour and the Giro and Welta, but I don't know, it felt different this year and we were all fully committed to the to our job and and yeah with my second place for me it felt like a personal win because I was just super happy being back and I was not really sure to even come to the race because me and my coach were debating if it was too early or not and yeah it was my second sprint I did in in the race so I was also a little bit like whoa okay crazy so it was such a great such a great race to come to come back to yeah do you think the feeling in the team is a little bit different from last year maybe because of Liana and Flirty being new additions to the team yeah I think like they're super great additions to the team like they're they can do everything, right? Like Flogi, she can she can pull in the in the flats. She can climb the same with Liana and and with Liana also. We we try to keep to save her a little bit for the GC also because we can play her out in this way also. So it's yeah, it's really amazing. Like I think really this this team we were bringing to to La Vuelta was was one of the strongest maybe in, in, in the peloton. And it's just amazing working with these girls. Yeah, it seemed like you guys brought a really strong team. And obviously the the schedule for, for Anamik isn't um, set for the rest of the year, but everyone kind of assumes she'll do the Giro. For you, do you think now you'll refocus for the tour? Or what, what are your plans kind of next? Yeah, like the original plan is for me not to go to the Giro. Um, Anamik is going, of course, but... Uh, it's changing a little bit all the time. Also, of course, Anemic has a lot to say in, in who is going or not. And and let's see if there's a TTT in, in the Giro, I might be going still. But uh, but otherwise, yes, then I now I focus on, on on preparing for the tour and I do some small races. Not, or I have um, Itulia now and then not really so many races before tour, really. And 
yeah, it's it's actually nice not to race too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you um you obviously had like a good chunk off the bike with uh, crashing at Strada and having to come back from that. But how was it having the Vuelta moved to this time slot on the calendar? Because it seems like it made the race a lot more interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, being away from the races, I realized that, you know, I, I wanted to maybe tackle it a little bit different than I usually do. Like, uh, you know, normally my biggest goals of the year is, is the classics. And, and this year, yeah, I missed out. So I tried to focus on on other stuff. And and I really tried to be in, in a nice shape for, for helping Anemic and, and coming really well prepared for, for the race. And, and I think, yeah, we really did the, make the race interesting. And I think we... We were working super hard every day to 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 take the final win. Also, I mean, we need to to make an extra effort this year with SD Works being super super good this year They're and, so and good this year. It's crazy, <laughs> unbelievable, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just every day with a lot of pressure, with a lot of work, and and yeah, I think we all knew what we were going into and we just had to go full gas from the from the gun. Does the change in calendar change the way that the riders, the Peloton is kind of preparing for the stage races? Because usually like we'd have a break and then there'd be the women's tour, something a little bit less mountainous. Yeah, I think, I think maybe some of the riders might beginning to feel the fatigue and and you know I also felt it maybe a little bit with some of the riders of our team that has been racing a lot like they were in the end of La Vuelta they were like fuck we just need to to go on a break like this is too much <laughs> so yeah maybe I, I see like it's it's different right because it's still a huge goal La Vuelta but the, the same kind of riders also wants to do the classics and they are doing the classics so it's it's super hard but I mean, I I think all all of the riders they came in super shape from all the teams, so maybe it was not so so difficult for them. Yeah, and then a pretty quick turnaround to Itzulia and Burgos, which are the next two World Tour races. It's just like one after the other at the moment. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like now, all the Spanish races. Then hopefully, yeah, there's a small break before the nationals and and the Giro and. And I think, especially for our team, we will go in in altitude in this in this break and try to prepare and not race too much. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of racing right now. Like, uh, but I mean, yeah, it's nice also for for us as a Spanish team. We we really want to to be good in in these races. So it's also yeah, it's it's of course it's hard to be on on top level all 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 year. But uh, I think then we we go down a little bit after after the Spanish races. For you, you live at altitude, so you kind of get a lot of it. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here now also. So uh, it's nice. I mean, I think also I'm going to stay here for three weeks with Floche, Liane and, and Odbjernik after Burgos. Yeah, they do some, some tour recon and then they, they come here and and hopefully we can we can have some nice training. Maybe me and Ord we we train more alone. They they train full gas the other two. <laughs> but the uh, coffee coffee can be had together. <laughs> lots of coffee stops. Lots of lots of Del Bosque. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
how much how much does altitude change how much is training at altitude changing the peloton because we're seeing more and more women go to altitude these days yeah i think it's a, i definitely think it's a game changer i mean also yeah for example with with demi you know being the most winning rider i see her also really dedicated for the for altitude camps and and i know she's really been focusing on this and and i think it's you know it's everything about altitude right like you are in a different kind of mentality almost like you are on top of a mountain you focus a little bit more on your on your diet a little bit more in your training and it's just i think the small details that that makes the the win and yeah and i think after last year they they there were so many riders motivated to to maybe made this extra effort to to be the enemy before she went on retirement and and yeah you just see how how big the the effects are from from being super dedicated and going to altitude also yeah it's interesting watching um Anami kind of versus SD works this year because I mean obviously her and Demi were really the favorites going into the race and the number one question for everybody before the race was just how are you going to beat SD works after the spring that they had um and it's been fun to watch the peloton kind of rise to the level of Anamique, especially this year because it seems like she's she's still in, incredibly strong just very yeah. good bike racer but the peloton is kind of chipping away at that gap between her and everybody else yeah i think you know because we were i was i haven't seen her the whole this whole spring and i was talking with her just before la vuelta and and i was you know saying oh how how are you was it good and to say, yeah, actually, like I'm, I'm actually really, really good right now. But it's just the rest of the girls that are incredible, you know. So it's, it's not her being too old or uh, now it's her last year. Maybe she's relaxing a little bit. Like I, I see some uh, are thinking that she is all, already going on retirement. But it's really not like this. She's really dedicated. She is super, super focused. She's the same enemy as he's always been but yeah i think just everyone else stepped up so now she's not like you know two minutes ahead of everyone <laughs> i don't know if anybody who knows anamik or knows even of anamik would think like oh yeah she's just taking it easy in her last year <laughs> <laughs> exactly like even i think even more now that she's not winning so much you know that even more now she's more dedicated she's more focused on on her training on the altitude on everything you know the small details and yeah and i really coming into the la vuelta i saw her in Strade bianca the last time and, and she was almost a different rider right like she was super lean she was super focused she was yeah she looked completely different to me and she said yeah it's been hard but i also need to you know, make it, make it hard for myself to to be on top. I wonder how um how the it, it'll be interesting to see how La Vuelta affects the Tour de France in terms of kind of Demi losing the race, but clearly being the strongest yeah. climber, and Anamique almost losing the race, <laughs> but holding on to it. Yeah. it it's going to make for a pretty insane Tour de France, I think. Yeah, I think also it's why <laughs> i can't imagine all the pressure and stress and yeah it's uh it's always a pleasure working for for enemy but she can she has a 
tends to get super stressed. Uh, so I think our our job is to try to calm her down and and really yeah make her trust in us and which she is she trusts a lot in us and I see every more and more for for every race so yeah I, we just cannot show her that we are also stressed we just show up <laughs> laugh and have fun and then she will she will relax and then for sure she will she will show up super well prepared and if if Demi is better than her, then Chapeau, then then she's also been doing her her homework for sure. How how do you feel with pressure? Do you feel any pressure from the team, or is that kind of something that you would have felt during the during the classic season? Yeah, I think the pressure I mainly feel is is during the classic season, and and yeah, now I they are just happy. I feel like for me to be back, and yeah, I think all the pressure is mainly on. On Liane also a little bit actually, and 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 Anemic for sure for the for the GC, and I think they just have super high expectations for for these girls, and and of course I mean they they are world class riders and they can really deliver when they have the days, and but I I feel like they you know they they are fine with the pressure and it's not like it's not too much I think I think it's it's okay and they, and it also keeps them going. For sure, I I feel Liana. She needs she needs some pressure, and I think she she's happy with it. I'm excited to see how she develops as a rider because she's still really young, and to learn from Anamique yeah. and and I think it's such a great move for her to go to Movistar and be in a new environment and have a different kind of pressure than she would have had at DSM. Yeah, I think also. I mean, speaking with her about DSM. It's a different world she's coming to. I think it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, DSM is just a different kind of team. They do everything different from Movistar. We are very loose with with everything, and we have a lot of freedom in 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 Movistar. Where I think in DSM they are more, you know, everything has to be scheduled. Everything has to be in numbers and calculated. Everything and yeah, and here we are just like, yeah. Oh, the Spanish good, mentality good. versus the Dutch mentality. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's re- it's really calm. And when I say she has pressure, for sure, it's not the same kind of pressure she has coming from, from DSM. And, yeah, it's just, I think also it was a little bit, you know, shock for Florgi and Liane coming to our team. They were like, what is, what is happening here? Are we allowed to? <laughs> to do this and it's like yeah what do you talk about <laughs> yeah so yeah it's i think it's good i mean i i think they are really great addition to the team for sure i want to ask about the the controversy at the vuelta because obviously there was the stage six demi taking a taking a nature break and movistar which was not the only team on the front but we didn't get to see it as viewers so it was really interesting kind of getting the information after the race but it sounds like you guys had a really clear plan before the stage even started yeah yeah we had like uh, on we always use video viewer before before the race to have the plan and and map out okay where's the wind coming from and where is there's an opportunity and we knew that beating SD Works, we had to be really smart and clever. So the only opportunity on stage six was in the in the crosswind section. And it was only for a really small section, you know, where there was cross uh, crosswinds. 
before the before the climbs and um, and the cli- and the, the the plane was pretty clear and and we we start lining up and when we when we start the echelon we hear that okay they stop for a pee break but we already started the echelon and i mean if you if you stop for a pee break when it's the only crosswind section it's also maybe not the best move and yeah I mean, we literally had no idea they would stop at that point, and we already started. So, I mean, vamos, then we just have to go, you know. Yeah. And and yeah, I I could feel like we, yeah we were in the in the Gruppetto and some of the ST Works uh, riders came to us and were were not really pleased with our plan and and I totally get it and see it from their side if they if they were thinking we would do it because they stopped but we would never do a move like this and i think also enemy is a she's a really good rider and she she would never take a win like this and yeah and i mean yeah they can wait for the netflix series because everything is documented they can see <laughs> that we have to play <laughs> what is that like having netflix follow you around oh it's fine i mean it's one guy filming and and he's super nice and and it's it's not staged or anything. It's really natural. He's just like staying in the background and 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 that's it. And then in the end of the season, he asks some interviews and talk about the race. So it's really not. Uh, I almost don't see him anymore. It's just like okay, he's he just blends in. Yeah, exactly. And he's kind of the of the movie star family. Uh, so it's it's okay. You've been yeah. on the team for like for three years now and you've got one more year on your contract. Do you think it's kind of a team that you want to stay with for long term or are you are you looking forward to kind of switching things up when you get past the Olympic season next year? No, I I feel like this is my home and and I really feel pleased with the team and and I feel it's also they're they're happy with me and and for me as a rider, I really like this Spanish mentality where it's it's chilled and and the pressure is not too much because it can really I put a lot of pressure on myself so I don't I don't need so much more from from the outside and yeah I don't know I just see there's so many great teams and for sure I would love to go to so many of them but. I think maybe this is actually the best team for me. Like this is where I fit in the best. Yeah, and you live you live in Andorra. You split your time between Girona and Andorra, so it kind of fits with your home life as well. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I don't know. You know, and sometimes it it's not always. You know, you you think, oh, this team is so much better. They have so much more money. Blah blah blah. But yeah, then, then maybe there's something else. You know, that is not working out for you and. And my teammates are great. Uh, I really like my DS. I I like my coach. I like the bike. So it's why change something that is is good, you know. So for now, I I'm pretty pleased with where I am. Yeah, it seems like a really good. It seems like people who who go to Movistar any team and it just clicks. It's like something that you want to hold on to for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, I think. It's not always easy, you know, coming into a team and and everything just works out super well. And for sure, there's also sometimes where they think I'm an idiot or stupid or something. But yeah, like like there's just some teams where I can see myself. I would never fit in. I mean, 
I think also when they look at me with my tattoos and my nose piercing, they're like, oh God, this person is not fitting into this team. Maybe DSM <laughs> isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They would be like, we would never sign this writer. She's, she's too crazy. So, nah, I, I, I feel really, feel really great and not part of the of the family in movie star so i'm i'm really happy so you've got the tour de france hopefully coming up as like a big target for the season obviously because it's the tour de france but then the world is pretty quickly after that it's it's a strange season as far as the calendar this year yeah super strange and i mean also already now with my own personal season everything is changing and but um I think it's good. Like I like I like that the worlds are in August because normally in September I'm pretty fucked. So so I think it's it's maybe it's it's quite good in in August and and Glasgow the weather there is usually not the best and I think I think I like it. That's good I, for you. Yeah, yeah, I I hope it's it's a it's going to be a day where I have really good legs because I think the the course is looking really nice and not flat it's hilly all the all the time and i think uh, it could be nice if if i could come out of the tour in in a, in a nice shape then hopefully it could be a a nice day yeah i guess there's always kind of a um not really a silver lining cuz you never want to break a bone and miss your favorite part of the season but in that you've also have a new opportunity of building into the tour that you have basically no fatigue at this point. Yeah, exactly. And also mentally, I'm another place this year than I have been the last two years where, yeah, the, the classics are just super hard for me mentally and of course also physically, but yeah, I tend to be super disappointed when I don't reach my goals and and yeah, it's just, I feel like a different rider this year. I don't feel like a classics rider. It's just like, oh, now I try something new. Now I try to be a little bit better in the climbs and maybe some other races are good for me. And and maybe I can be in in super shape in August now instead of the classics. And and I think, yeah, it was super shit breaking my collarbone and it, it's not been super nice being home for, for so many weeks, but yeah, like you say, it's maybe it's not so bad after all, you know. You you've kind of adapted over the years your riding style. I mean, I guess you would have been picked as kind of a sprinter in the like when you were with Bigla, but now I feel like you climb pretty well for someone who is called a sprinter. Yeah, I think like being a sprinter I realized last year is not super motivating for me anymore. And it's also, it's difficult when you see girls like Charlotte Cole and, and Lorena Wiebes and they're just unbelievable fast. And you're like, how can I ever compare myself with this? And how can I ever beat these girls? And, and yeah, the kind of races that I really like are also not the sprint races. You know, it's, it's really like a, yeah, I really want to become a rider like Lotte Kopecky instead of, of a pure sprinter. And yeah, and I tried to, to work on it the last years. And, and I think it's it's coming slowly, <laughs> slowly and slowly. But I, I see 
that in the climbs it's for sure it's different now than it was maybe two years ago and and I'm I'm really pleased with where I'm heading and and hopefully one day I can I can maybe you know be as good as as Kopecky or of us it's it's would be a dream come true going to the to the level as 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 these girls did. it's unbelievable yeah they're pretty incredible but I, I feel like you <laughs> I mean you're only 23 you've got like many years ahead of you to chip away at that yeah I mean I hope I hope I can yeah I, I that's that's what my goal is and and yeah I, I'm super motivated for for going after this and and actually Animigas is always the first person to you know text me or or say to me like hey I really see you you are working hard on this and and really giving me so much credit for for my for my hard work I'm doing and then you know when you get texts like from from a legend like Animig it's really motivating you and and she's been teammates with with Foss in in her earlier days and and when she says yeah I see a lot of the same qualities in you and her I I get super happy I'm like whoa wow really say it again say it again <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saving the text on my my phone and reading it on on the rainy day and it's like okay come on <laughs> Do you ever get do you ever get starstruck in the peloton from riders like Voss? She's just like such yes, a legend. for sure. Every time. I mean, also in in the stage where I'm where I'm second, I call my husband and I say, "Yeah, I feel like I won because my won. <laughs> you know, like she's the greatest of all time. So it's okay to be second after her. You know, and you know, just if she if she say hi in the in the buffet or something, I'm like. Does he even know who I am? You know. <laughs> yeah, so for sure, I get I get superstars work all the time. Also with the elephant eyes, anime when she sends me these texts and just these legends. You know, it's like, whoa! H- how do you even know my name? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, Voss yeah, is a. Uh, I mean, if Voss knows who I am, she definitely knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be that would be super cool. No, she's. She's really, she's a great writer and, and and really easy to talk to. And I like her personality a lot. And she seems like a person that that is also the kind of person I would really like to be friends with. So I, I like her a lot. <laughs> Looking ahead to the Worlds and kind of the Danish team, you guys seem like you have a really good relationship all of you together like you and Julie and Amelie all of you together feel like it's a different national team atmosphere than a lot of other national teams yeah I think especially with with Julie and Amelia like when when I when we show off for the Europeans or or the or the worlds it's really like yeah Julie is one of my best friends so I can really feel like it's no problem for her writing for me. Like it would never be a problem, but you know, the feeling of giving that extra percentage, I I can really feel it coming from her. And the same with Amelia, like they give themselves 110%. And, and if I one day would have to go for Amelia or Julie, I would 100% also go for them. And it's just super nice having this trust in each other and, 
and I and I would you know give my life for them and really trust that they would they would do everything they could for for the victory for us and yeah and when I see some other of the of the other nationalities you sometimes you know think oh you could have won this race easily but because you cannot ride together then it, it makes it pretty hard and I think that's that's pretty special what we have in in the Danish national team that we are not the strongest team at all but but with this we we could be uh you know still a contender for for worlds or europeans yeah you definitely see i mean especially like if you look at the olympics in 2021 you see teams that you're like on paper oh man you should be you should walk away with this victory on paper the dutch specifically yeah i don't have to sugarcoat it um (laughs) and then you get into the race and it's like there's some kind of miscommunication happening, but there's always nations where maybe you guys could be considered the underdog, but if you are working together, you're one unit versus a bunch of individuals. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I really think this is a, this is a factor that, that makes it like you say we are underdogs, but I think also with Cecilia, you know, if it's a, if it's uh, climbing worlds one day, I mean, we would give her everything we have, and and on paper we are, yeah, we are not the strongest, but this in this way, I think we are mentally one of the strongest. But you guys, just as a nation, you've had you've had you have some insanely talented riders. Obviously, you have the Tour de France champion and the former world champion with Mess. So it's kind of cool to see from a relatively smaller country that I guess you wouldn't consider to be a cycling crazed nation to see such incredible riders coming out of it. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, especially now you see the men that they, they are all crazy, right? I mean, all the Danish guys, they're just focused and it's, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think also it it motivates them all, like seeing ah, oh, Mass Peterson is winning in every uh, stage race he's uh, he's doing, and Vingegaard is winning the tour. And I think it, it it really it really motivates the other guys and and wants to to work harder. I mean, it's they have been racing all all their lives together, right? Since they were kids, and and now they see that they they can win Tour de France. It's crazy and. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, we are such a small nation, <laughs> but uh, something we did right for sure. <laughs> when you go home, do you do you get recognized? No, 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 no. But my husband, he he does Mikkel. He he's so much more famous than me. I I never get uh, recognized for sure. No, but um, but Matthias, my brother, and and Mikkel, my husband. They, they, they would re- be recognized for sure. Yeah, I hope if you're like if you're out walking with the two of them, that somebody recognizes you. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. My goal is that they don't recognize them and only me. And then, like, ah, that's Emma. Yes, yes thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the 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 men cycling in Denmark are still are still way bigger than than the women cycling and. I, it's getting better for sure, and especially with with Cecilia being super like outgoing in in the media, and it makes a uh, like it, it's super super good for the women women cycling in in Denmark because maybe they don't know cycling super well, but they know her, you know, and if they know her, they know Julie, then they know me, then they know Amelia, and 
yeah, it's it it's making a little bit better, easy, easier, but um, but it's still not the same as the men for sure. Ah, uh, well, I hope with the the tour of Scandinavia, it kind of chips away at it a little bit too, because that's such a cool race to be on the calendar to kind of all of those nations come together to kind of make a really awesome women's race, even though it's it's a little bit of an odd spot on the calendar after the tour, but it's still it ah. was such a good race last year. Yeah, yeah, I was watching it from from home, and and I remember I just called my DS and I say I need to do do this race next year. So I'm I'm on it this year, and and actually the the stages in Denmark are super close to to my family. So I hope my friends and family they they will come and and cheer for me, and and yeah, this way also makes it you know bigger in Denmark with the women cycling for sure. I'm 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 positive for this it's gonna be great well i can't wait to cheer for you for the rest of the season and thanks so much for your time yeah thank you thank you so much